Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. We've got two, not one, but two awesome guests. Both happen to be Eagles offensive linemen on today's show. Actually got a chance to talk to these guys at the Super Bowl. Brett Toth. An Army veteran, perfect for Memorial Day. And then Cam Jurgens, who's the presumptive starting right guard for the Eagles this year. Got a chance to catch up with both those guys. Excited for you to hear those interviews. And I'm also excited because I got one more day to drink some Labatt Blues before it's back to the work week. If you want to take things to the next level... Be like your boy, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends, and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's Brett Toad time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, I'm here with Eagles offensive lineman Brett Toth. Brett, I want to start with how you got the Army in the first place. Because you're actually the first guy from West Point to make the NFL, it feels like in a long time, and now there's been a bunch of guys after that. Uh, first off, I just need to credit everything to Coach Monk and his staff there. I mean, when I first got there, I was a 220-pound offensive lineman, not too much promise to me. And um, Again, for how strict it is there, when you're with a team, you got a lot of time to just focus on that because there ain't much else going on. And, uh, outside of like, the military training, obviously, but... The staff just instills in you a, uh, a drive and dedication to your craft and gives you everything you need there to just be successful at what you do. By the way, yes, this is at uh, Super Bowl opening night, and those are the Eagles fans in the background. Um, where are you from, and where else did you almost go? Charleston, South Carolina. Um, a bunch of my offers were really like preferred walk-on spots, like Clemson was there. Did well academically, so I had a full ride to a bunch of in-state schools, and Army just stood out to me. I thought it'd be cool to end up playing on this stage one day, and I told myself, you know, if it's meant to be, I'll find a way to do it. And also with a lot of prayer from my dad, I ended up taking the offer and get Army. So did you, like, because when you came to Army, were they allowed to go to the NFL? 
No, because you weren't. You didn't go right to the NFL. All right, let's fast forward. You go to Army. You have an awesome career. You get bigger. And then talk to me about the NFL draft process because that's been a big conversation this offseason with Andre Carter. So what was your process like? Uh, it's pretty cut and dry. They told me I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> Made it easier. So, okay, so let, rewind. You're a junior and agents are calling you or what's going on? Like, when did you know you were a prospect? Shoot, there were a few coaches uh, that kind of recognized it my junior year. But, again, for how that coaching staff really runs the, the culture of the team, it's about team first. Even senior year, I would say one or two games in, I kind of realized that I could make some plays. And agents did kind of start coming out of the woodworks, but I told them not until the season was over. Just because everything while you're there is about the task at hand, winning, cha- changing the narrative of the Army team. Right. And it wasn't until the end when got offered for the Shrine game, got into the Senior Bowl, the Combine, that it kind of took it by storm. And I uh, spoke to some military officials when we were at the our White House visit after winning the CIC. And was that your senior year? That was my senior year. The first time you guys beat Navy? Uh, first time we beat Navy and Air Force since 1996. But was that your junior or senior? Junior year was when we broke the streak against Navy. Okay. Senior was the That CIC. was the first Army-Navy game I was at. I was on sideline, and I was supposed to interview Munkin after the game, and, like, it was just all the wild. cadets, it was nuts. I remember being in the tunnel with you guys, and you were all going crazy. It was awesome. Okay, then senior year, you win the CIC. You go to meet uh, the president. And uh, it just kind of made it known there that, again, athletes weren't able to go pro. So I also talked to Villanueva about that because he had the same policy while he was there. And he made it happen after five years of service and given what he's done for this country. So I didn't know that. Villanueva put in the full five. Full five. And then had a long career. So his NFL career could have been crazy long. Wow. Okay, so keep going. And spoke to him about it, and he said, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. Everything's got a reason. And he mentioned finding his wife during his tenure in the Army. Oh, wow. Fast forward two years, I find my wife. Wow. Okay, so senior Army. year, though, you go, you, you talk to the president. You go to the senior bowl. But it's still a no. Yes, still a no. And, and, and you're, you have to do five years or two? Like, what are you told at that point? So everyone says five years, but it was kind of behind closed door discussions two years and then a UQR which unqualified resignation is you end up paying back the three years of service and even that isn't right to both the people that are wanting to serve as well as the so people. wait you, you do two years and then you have to pay back three yes wow okay and and the way the policy is now for the full five year commitment to still be intact whenever you're done playing football this career it's, it doesn't last long you take everybody that goes to camp and you weigh it versus everybody that has a 15-year career, it comes out to a two-year average. Yeah. For every guy that goes 20 years, you have he's a 37 that don't make it out of camp. So you think just getting the publicity out of it, it's a win-win. The five years are still there, and guys look forward to that. I can't tell you how many guys play football at West Point. Still don't really know what they want to do with the future and then end up going infantry. Right. The hardest of the hard. <laughs> and they, they flip some. It's because guys recognize the team aspect of the military. And those are the guys that they want to be around. The 
things that push themselves. Okay, so you were in the military for how long? Two years. So you did the two? Yes. Did you have to pay back the three years? Uh, no. Secretary McCarthy was the Secretary of the Army, and it was his initiative to where he believed in the just kind of the advertisement that comes out of it. Just the, the But when I do the preseason games, Brett, and I talk about guys like you or Elijah Riley, you can't pay for that. Yeah. Like, I literally am saying, check out the right tackle, Brett Toth. Like, how awesome is this that he could go to West Point, he's going to serve his country, but first he gets to do this. Like, because don't, don't, I mean, I, I, I try to stay out of it because I do the Army games on TV, but they should want the best of the best. You see the viewership numbers and they don't want. Right. Exactly. And it, it's even crazier because for every sport that's in the Olympics, you can go to the world-class athlete program. If I decided to play rugby, I could do it. I could go. I go off to Denver, and I am a part of the world-class athlete program, and can compete during my military time. But because football is not an Olympic sport, it's the one reason why guys look at it differently. So, having done the um, Army games the last four or five years, I've done every game Andre played in, and I'm thrilled for him that he has this opportunity. But I wonder how it affects recruiting, and I wonder. Um, you know, I feel bad for I guess the freshmen and sophomores that thought that they were going to have that opportunity that might not now for me it's always been making sure it's the right guy that represents both the academy as well as the army as a whole that's what's going to come out of it if you have guys that aren't represented the correct way i can see where this kind of tarnishes right. what you get out of it but i met andre i've met him about a year ago and i've been invested in his journey right now he's absolutely the right guy and he's gritty i'm excited to see where he goes uh, in the draft and whatever team he goes to you know the kind of kid that you're getting yeah tell him what to do he's going to do it to the best of his ability and that's kind of what you're ingrained while at West Point so what year is this for you now in the NFL you're wrapping up your fourth year you you were on IR PUP all year yes How, what was that like humbling humbling and you're really grateful for the guys around you again you're having to like this and I recognize I didn't play a snap this year, but what I am able to do is, if you're not the guy, do whatever you can for the guy. Whatever the starters, the guys that are out there busting their ass every day need, I'm there to help them, help the coaching staff, been to every meeting, just being involved, be where your feet are, and learning as much as you can for the next time that you get to go on the field. And Brett, you can play all five, right? Yes. Okay, that was my deal. <laughs> I, I, I think I got, in regular season or preseason, I got time at all five. Um, when you were last playing, was it? Did you start the last game at center? No. Against the Cowboys? Kelsey did. He still got the streak going. Oh, oh you played yeah. the second play or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That stinks that that doesn't count as a start for you. So do you have an official NFL starter? No. Yes, I do. Two years against, two years ago against Washington, the last game, right tackle. Okay, at right tackle. So that's awesome. Do you have a favorite position? Center. Center. It's fun. It's a yeah. lot more, a lot more above the shoulders action going on, and I know you got to command the entire thing, and you have, your teammates trust you with a lot, and you you've got to put them in the right situation on every play. So, what makes Stoutland so good? By the way, that's the Eagles' offensive line coach. No off days, no off plays. The difference between him is it doesn't matter where you are on the depth chart. You'd be a guy that just showed up for your first day on practice squad. He's gonna get after you. I watch him. I watch him even in like 
pregame warm-ups, he, he'll be working with, like, the inactive guys. And you guys will be doing, like, combo blocks, like, hard. It keeps you stressed out because it's just like that in meetings as well when there's nothing physical about it. it but it, it gets you better because it's the accountability. Every rep's being watched, evaluated, and you've got to be be Navy. <laughs> and you've got to uh, you just got to be ready every, every play. That's awesome. Brett, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I know a lot of you this time of year do like spring cleaning. While you're doing the spring cleaning, take a good hard look at your showers and your bathtubs. My guess is for a lot of you, it's like that old 90s fiberglass, ugly one piece. No, no, no. I I just can't tell you. It like brightens the room. It brightens the mood. When you get a new shower or bath from West Shore Home. The coolest thing for you guys, all of you, just go to westshorehome.com slash Ross. I would love to get your feedback. You can email me, Ross at RossEcker.com. Look at the before and after pictures and videos of our two upstairs bathrooms. It's not even close. You can see everything they did. They did it in a day. You get a free estimate, by the way. Why I don't like why would you not get a free estimate? Plus, you can qualify for free installation for a limited time. Go to westshorehome.com slash Ross today to lock in this crazy offer. It's Cam Jurgens time. The Big Show. All right, so I don't know if our next guest, who I told you guys I'm really excited about, I don't know if I made him famous last August or he made me famous last August with how well he performed. He is Cam Jurgens, who had like the best rookie preseason I've ever seen and made the uh, preseason games very entertaining for me. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. I, I think it was a little joint effort <laughs> of us uh, helping each other out, you talking good on me and uh, me coming through and doing well in your talks. Dude, was it? I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Was it easier than you thought it would be? Like, you were really good right away. Uh, maybe you just didn't know any different. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of went in with the same attitude I did in college. It's like, hey, I'm going to fly around, I'm going to do my thing, and uh, I'm going to have fun with it. And, you know, I kind of worked my ass off getting to that point of learning the plays and everything. So when you know what you're doing, you can kind of play a little faster. And, uh, I mean, Coach Stout kind of helped me get to that point. What was it like this year? Because you played a lot in the preseason. Kelsey was hurt in the preseason. So you were with the starters. You were getting all the reps with the ones. You were the guy. And then this year, Kelsey, we know, never gets hurt. He plays. What's this year been like for you? Man, it's been so fun. Obviously, like, it's my first year in the league, and being able to go to the Super Bowl is incredible. Yeah. You can't ask for a better I never year. even got to a conference championship. Yeah. So jealous of you guys. It's crazy. And I get to learn behind Jason Kelsey, and it's been awesome. But, yeah, it was it's been cool, you know. It started out at the beginning of the year when he was down, and you know I, I got to fill in for that spot, 
And, it, I mean, it was just like college for a little bit, being that guy, snapping it. And so now kind of took this whole season and kind of treat it not like it's a retro year, but like, hey, learn everything I possibly can um, and do everything I can for the team. And so when my time is ready, like, I'll be there and ready to go. So one of the things you and Jason Kelsey have in common is just how good of an athlete you guys are. Kelsey played fullback and linebacker in high school. I know you played a bunch of spots too. Mm-hmm. I think I played everything in high school except O-line. Like, <laughs> I, I played quarterback a little bit, mostly tight end, receiver, and like I played a lot of running back too. But then on defense, I was mostly a middle linebacker. And So fun, right? Literally everything <laughs> except O-line. I think the last time I played O-line was when I was in, like, third grade because I weighed too much. And, you know, when they put the stripe on the helmet for the guys that weigh too much and can't carry the ball, I was so mad. I was like, ah, I got to go play O-line now. So when you went to Nebraska, you went there to play tight end? Yeah. Yeah, most schools are looking at me at tight end or, like, a DN-type outside linebacker. And uh, I started out at tight end for the first – first summer and like maybe halfway through the first year and then I was kind of learning O-line but still playing tight end because I kind of still traveled as a tight end so it was a weird first year. I want to go back to high school like you have some awesome highlights like how long was like your longest touchdown? Oh, I got some great highlights. Ah, <laughs> I got, dude I gotta google that I gotta google that. I mean when you're playing in Nebraska, it's it's not How like... How many kids were in your graduating class? About 170. Oh, so that's not that small of a school. No, so... You're not like a little eight class B, so yeah. it goes like A, B, C, D to like six man. Yeah, yeah. And so we're the second highest. Okay, yeah. So that's legit ball then. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the talent level is nowhere where you're going to find like a big Texas or like right, right, right. Florida school. So like I was able to do a lot of cool stuff. It's awesome. All right. One of the things you do that's cool is you have your own beef jerky company, which is amazing. Um, tell me how that started and how it's going. Yeah, it kind of started with the whole uh, college NIL deal. Um, they got Isaac up there. Uh, it started in college. They had the NIL deal just starting to pass, and so Nebraska came out and made us, like, logos and stuff, and they asked me, like, do you have a nickname or a logo you want to use? And I'm like, well, everybody calls me beef jerky. And so, like, all right, well, we'll try to do something with the bowl. So I sent them some, like, pictures and stuff, and they made me a cool logo. And my mom and Nebraska up, made you a logo. Yeah, Nebraska made me a logo. And so my mom took that logo and put it on a T-shirt, and we started selling those T-shirts. And before long, like, we, I grew up, like, with my dad making deer jerky and different things. Yeah. And so it was pretty natural for us to start making some jerky. And we actually paired with, like, uh, our local locker. And we had a few reach outs and we were like, hey, can we, uh, you know, make your brand a jerky? And so we kind of met with them, figured out what was good and, and started making some jerky with them. And it's been so cool. My mom just retired a couple years ago. So she's she's had a blast just like helping out, running stuff. And it's cool because in Nebraska, we actually had another um, teammate, Matt Sichterman, make me uh, a website, a Shopify website to uh, build everything and send out, like, all the shirts, jerky, and whatnot, so it was cool. It's not just a project for me, but a little, like, it's a cool project that turned into something a lot bigger, I'd say. So, um, tell me what it was like in the preseason when, during the preseason games, I was uh, not only talking about how great you were playing, but also talking about the beef jerky. Talk to me about sales. 
dude, that was crazy. Like, we, we try to have a decent amount of jerky on, on stock, but then I'd get done with the game, and I'd have my phone's blown up, and my mom's like, sold out jerky again. I'm like, hey, let's go. Like, I'll, I'd be so pumped up. So uh, we'll, we'll try to run it back next year. Man. Let's do it, man. That's yeah. awesome. That's a, I got you. Got to get me. I can eat a free sample or something. Oh yeah, I love jerky. So my um, my wife, my father in law, like they're big hunters. So we get we get venison jerky all the time. Delicious. Yeah. You know, I like too. Um, like venison sticks, like yeah. the meat sticks. Those are good too. Oh yeah, no doubt. My we've made a bunch of different things and. It's cool getting to try different things out each year, with, especially with deer, uh, beef, or pig. Like, it's fun. So, um, we've talked about this before, but I want to give him a shout-out on the show. We have something in common, and that's Frank Raducci, who guy. was my coach with the, um, the Cowboys as well as the Bills. My favorite coach I ever had. Um, what, what, uh, what did Frank Raducci mean to you? He meant a lot, and it was really cool because when I first I, I got to the college, I'm playing tight end, and they asked me to move over to O line. And I, at first, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can carry that weight. I don't know if I'm gonna be O lineman. Like I'm over here catching passes, and now I gotta go block. But I love I love blocking. That's my favorite thing to do. So once I got over to it, but it, it was it was Coach V initially that like met with me. He's like, hey, like. I had a few guys. I had this guy at Iowa that went from tight end to tackle, and now he lives on a on a lake. You know, he's played <laughs> in the NFL for a while. It's like, like, hey, like you got a future at this spot. And so I'd go over during practice. Raducci said that to you. Yeah, because Iowa like did day that. One. Iowa did that all the time with yeah. guys like Ross Verba, like all those guys. Yeah, who used to be tight ends. So day one, he kind of told me that. So I'd go over and practice and do the scout team O line. And I didn't know how to line up or do anything. So I'm just having fun out there, playing around. Then every day after practice, I'd go meet with uh, Coach B. And we'd go through the clips, and he's like, hey, this is good, this is bad. And it was fun, again, to, like, dissect that and learn, like, every day. Uh, and it, it was cool, you know. I think I saw within, like, one week of just being with them, like, my game got better, and I started learning and having fun with it. Can you st- – I was just going to say, can you still have fun? Like, do you have fun playing O-line? Oh, yeah. I have so much more fun. I was so tired. More fun. I was so tired of running 15 yards for them not throwing me the ball. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's the biggest thing you learned from Kelsey? I think I think the way he breaks down defenses is different than anybody I've ever met. You know, he, he's got such a good mind about um, the defense and schemes and how what certain plays work well against uh, different schemes. I just never looked at like offensive plays in that perspective where. We'll, we'll, we'll be playing a new team, and he's like, oh, well, this D coordinator is part of – he coached under this guy 10 years ago for this, so he's in this family, and this family of defenses do this blitz. And it's like – so he's got such a huge, like, mind of, right. like, just knowledge. And so I think a big thing is, like, uh, before I learn, like, plays, but, like, while I'm learning my plays, be be smart and learn, like, defensive schemes and what what works well against that. Um, obviously, you see what he does pulling, and you do that very naturally. I've been impressed by some of his double teams at the point of attack, like popping hips mm-hmm. on some of these guys, sending them flying. It's not easy to do. It's like a timing thing and a, and a hand placement thing. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's something Stout harps on every day. Like, we're not going to go a day without working double teams. And so it, it shows. We're really good at it. Yeah. 
it is so fun. I mean, to watch all you guys, but the left side of the O-line, dude, those guys, I mean, even like, I don't know how much Landon weighs, those guys are monsters, and it is fun to watch them roll. Landon, the Landon weighs a lot. <laughs> <He> weighs <laughs> I can tell, I can yeah. tell. Cam, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Back-to-back Eagles O-linemen. Obviously, those guys are available at the Super Bowl, which makes it easier, but just good guys. I could talk to O-linemen every day. We could change the show to the Ross Tucker O-line podcast. I don't know if that would do as well. Speaking of doing as well, did you guys hear there's a new streaming service called Max? It's awesome. With everything on HBO Max that was already there, including HBO, the DC Universe, Adult Swim, Together with TLC, Discovery, Food Network, and more. Basically, most of the channels that my wife and I watch. She watches some of the other ones, like Discovery Food Network. I'm more on the HBO DC Universe side. Max has some of the best content out there. Literally something for everyone, all four of us in my household. Max is where we all win. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit max.com. Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo had foot surgery shortly after signing with the team. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, they will downplay it, Jack, but you get rid of Derek Carr to bring in Jimmy G, and then after you you agree to a contract, then you realize his foot didn't heal properly and he needs surgery and might not be able to throw and participate with his new teammates. Until training camp, not a lot has gone right for the Raiders under this regime. I mean, let's just call it the way it is. A couple of kicker news. Jaguars signed Brandon McManus and then trade Riley Patterson to the Lions for a late draft choice. Well, so look, I mean, obviously the Jags thought McManus was an upgrade over Patterson. Bigger leg. Although, how do you know when he's in Denver, I guess? And then the Lions said, no, no, don't cut him. Don't cut him. We'll take him here in Detroit. Patriots lose two OTAs for violation of offseason rules, and then they also signed tight end Anthony Fersker. Evidently, Belichick was fined $50,000 as well. Supposedly, they uh, had a mandatory meeting, or it was perceived to be a mandatory meeting, that you're not allowed to in the offseason. And then Anthony Fersker, Harvard guy. Harvard had a lot of good tight ends coming out the last few days. Make sure you check out today's College Draft podcast, too, by the way. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Oh, I roll. I give out some shout-outs at the end of every show to listener-owned businesses, or maybe with YouTube.com slash NFL rolling. Maybe it's video own or video. I say listener owned business, viewing owned businesses. I don't know. Viewer owned businesses. That wasn't that hard. Myfrontpagestory.com is the bomb. You got anybody you know that has an anniversary coming up, or maybe your anniversary for your SIG O, or how about just the best Father's Day gift ever? Lock it in now. Myfrontpagestory.com. Then you got delicious pizza boy brewing, mm, sportaculture. HumanHeadNYC.com, HumanHead Vinyl Records, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, 
backofficescheduler.com. Now I think we're done here. Definitely check out the College Draft Podcast today. The NFC North, no, NFC West draft choices is what we're going to do. Should be awesome. Now we're done here, Jack.